Please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Up to now we have looked at the fact that signs will in fact follow those who believe. And in relation to sickness, when a believer lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, they will recover. Amen. Added to this, we also saw the power that is available and subsequently released when elders anoint an individual with oil and pray the prayer of faith in the name of the Lord. And the verse guarantees that the Lord will raise him up. Amen. And you know, there is no question about whether or not it's going to work. Amen. It didn't say maybe. It didn't say might. It didn't say there was a good possibility. It said the Lord will raise him up. Okay, so that was in James. Today I want to inspire you to an intolerance for sickness. Amen. So that you are merciless in your attack against it, just as it is merciless in its attack against the individual. We need to be just as merciless when we come to sickness. You know, the problem that we have is we think sometimes God is trying to teach somebody a lesson. And all sorts of dumb preaching and preachers have brought that concept into our consciousness. And so we begin to tolerate things in our consciousness that we shouldn't tolerate. Today I want to share some things with you that will... I pray will break you out of that. If you ever had that thought in your mind in the past, by the end of today's service, I pray that that thought will never enter your mind. Because we can't go in double-minded when we are praying for the sick. Or if we're believing for healing for ourselves. We can't be double-minded about it. We can't be going, oh, maybe it's God's will, maybe God's trying to say something. We can't go there. Do you hear what I'm saying? So what I want to do is begin here in Luke chapter 13, and you'll see where I'm going as we progress. Luke chapter 13, it says, beginning in verse 10, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. How dare he? Doesn't matter the woman was healed. Doesn't matter she's giving glory to God. And he said to the crowd, notice he didn't say it to Jesus. He said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. If I was in the crowd, I would have yelled back, How come you didn't do anything the other six days? <laughs> okay? Obviously you're not doing anything, so shut up! Anyway, let's move on. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite! I would have said, Amen, Jesus! <laughs> Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? Listen to what he's about to say. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham. Stop for a minute there. Notice what he didn't say. You know what we read in there? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of the Jews. It didn't say Jew. Do you know Abraham was a Gentile and a Jew? 
He was the first one. As a Gentile, God called him. Then he became a Jew. Dude was on both sides of the fence. He was worshiping moon gods and all sorts of common. You know, okay? uh, what, what I'm saying to you is this. Galatians tells us that we are now the children of Abraham. We're not Jews, we're the children of Abraham. And Jesus points to the fact that she is a daughter of Abraham. Now all the Jews claim Abraham to be just for the Jews, but he is not. He is for all those that are of faith. That's why he talks about the faith of Abraham, not the Jewishness of Abraham. <laughs> are you getting this? You really need to get a hold of this truth. This is an awesome truth. If you get it, praise God. Okay? So he's going to make reference not to Jews, but to Abraham. Alright, let's continue. And so he says here, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, watch this, whom Satan has bound... Think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. So he classifies sickness, disease, whatever it is, as what? Bondage. Did you get that? And he says, he goes and says in verse 17, And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Now, in this case, it was some religious leader criticizing a healing because it's the wrong day of the week. Today we have religious leaders criticizing healing because of bad doctrine. Because of a misunderstanding of God's will. Do you know that's the same thing that happened here? Did you know that the Sabbath day had nothing to do with not being healed? Not being able to carry a bed. It was none of those things. I've mentioned this to you before. But for those that are maybe hearing this for the first time. The Sabbath day only stopped you from working and getting paid. That kind of work. They said you need to take a break from your commercial activities. It didn't stop you from helping people. From volunteering and doing good deeds. What kind of a dumb Sabbath is that? Amen? You remember God, but you're horrible to everybody else. Which is exactly what the religious leaders were. Amen? I need you to get this. And notice that he put all of his adversaries to shame. It is time, family, that we put our adversaries to shame. Because they are God's adversaries. You know, people that oppose healing are really opposing God. Now you need to get this revelation. Amen? And understand that God is on your side. <laughs> you got power in your corner. Doesn't matter what they say. God's bigger than what they say. Amen. Let's move on. Turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Beginning in verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Hallelujah. But in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. I love to preach on that, but we can't, okay? But understand that Peter himself understood this wasn't a Jewish gospel. This wasn't for the Jews. It was for everyone. Every nation. Amen? He says, in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. may not be accepted by the Jews, but it's accepted by God. Amen. Amen. 
Alright, verse 36. The word which God has sent to, his to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. He is Lord of all. He said even though it came to Israel, He is actually Lord of all. Which is what Israel should have been preaching, but they didn't. Let's continue. Verse 37. <laughs> that the word, because we haven't got to it yet. <laughs> that the word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Listen to this, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good, checked with God to see who he could heal, and heal some and not others. That's what the religious world Preachers. Pause for effect. No. <laughs> Too long. We're going to sleep. All right. No. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen to what it says. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. In that one line. Now watch this. For God was with him. God wasn't against him while he healed everyone. And I want you to notice the way that is worded. Healing all who are oppressed by the devil. Which now tells us, it's very clever the way they wrote that. Which tells us that sickness is the devil's oppression. Because you need healing from sickness. So instead of saying sickness, he said all who are oppressed of the devil. Do you get that? So from these two accounts, we clearly see that sickness, whatever form it takes, is ultimately demonic in origin and can be described as demonic oppression. Now, that doesn't mean that it is the devil that gives us a cough or a cold, okay? But rather, had not the devil ever gained access to this planet, everything from coughs and colds to cancer would never have come into existence. We need to get, I'm building something here, so you need to follow me and you need to receive these things. Can you agree with me that none of these things would have been in existence had not man fallen? Had the devil not come in? Can we get an amen on that? Okay. In fact, if you ever wanted to know what God intended for us on earth, all we have to do is look at the first two chapters of Genesis. And we would see immediately that sickness was never... A part of God's plan. That's why it said in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? And as we saw in Luke 13, 16 and Acts 10, 38, sickness was certainly a part of the works of the devil that Jesus came to destroy. Amen? That being the case, if we're going to lay hands on the sick and perhaps anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, we must be absolutely certain that it is God's will to heal them without exception. And as James pointed out, even if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. That's why I said, without exception. You know, it is the devil that tells you, oh, you know, that person was a bad person. And you know, they're sick, you know, they're sick because, you know, they were a bad person. So it's probably not God's will for you to heal him and do all that stuff. Because they were bad. <laughs> now try to lay hands on them and see if they get healed. You've got a problem already. You are, you are in two minds. James said, 
If you are double-minded, let not that man or woman think they're going to receive anything from God. That's across the board, family. If you go single-minded, they're going to get healed. If you're going double-minded, forget about praying. You know, don't even do that to them, man. Go fix it first. Go listen to this tech. No. <laughs> hey, I'm not just doing this for grins. Amen. You know, these messages are there for you. If you need to lay hands on the sick, if you need to do something in this area, they're all for free. Download the series and listen to it. Get it in your heart. Get to the place where you will become intolerable of sickness. You have to become that. When you see it, you just have the urge to push its face in. Are you getting this? You, you know, you just want to do that. And when this silliness about, oh, but if they've sinned, you just need to be at the place where you can shut up. We'll deal with that in a minute. This first. Now we're on track. Now we're going to see something. Now, if you lay hands on the stick, they will recover. Amen? All right. Of course, there will be those that need to be warned, as Jesus did, the man at the pool of Bethesda, in John 5 and verse 14, when he said, See, you have been made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. See, he healed him first. He didn't say, Woo, you've been bad, you've been bad. Oh, yes, you're bad, you're bad. I know it, you're bad. No. <laughs> I had to wake you up. All right. <laughs> The things I do to keep you guys awake, you know, I tell you. I earn my pay some days, man. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Jesus knew all men. You don't think he knew this guy was a bad person? Hey, man, I am so glad he healed this guy. Because he upsets everybody's theology. Hey, man. You know, I asked the Lord. I said, how come you healed him? He said, because I needed you to know. That it was never about sin. That will be dealt with. And it needs to be dealt with. Because notice Jesus said, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. He didn't say, Okay, I made you well so you could go sin without pain. He healed him. Then he said, Don't do it again. You know, this guy was a bad person, man. I mean, he just handed the Lord over. When we look at this story, you understand why. This is one of those people you want to go to heaven, slap him, and then move on, you know. <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay. However, regardless of the warnings, we may be led by the Spirit to issue to the individual. Please be led by the Spirit if you're going to give warnings to people. So, regardless of warnings, we may be led by the Spirit to issue to the individual. The fact remains that sickness is not and never will be the will of God. We have to settle that in our hearts once and for all. Amen? We see proof of this in the fact that 12 of the 17 unique healings mentioned in the Gospels. Now, there are some healings that are mentioned twice and three times in different Gospels. They'll, they'll repeat a healing. okay? But for what I have counted, what I know, there are 17 unique healings in the Gospel. Okay, there might be more. I might have missed a few. I'm sorry if I did. But 12 of them have to do... With the individual's faith. So, I'm just going to give you three examples today. Because I just want to nail this down. I could give you all twelve, but we don't have time. Can I give you three? And we'll stay in one gospel, because Luke records a fair few of these. So let's go first of all to Luke chapter 8. 
I'm beginning in verse 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? Everybody's touching you, is what he's trying to say, okay? Watch. But Jesus said, verse 46, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now get a hold of this. Everybody's touching Jesus, but only one touched by faith. Okay? And literally took power out of him. This is very significant. Verse 47. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. The reason she's trembling is because she would have been classified as unclean. And she was not meant to be out in public and to touch someone... Especially a male, when you're unclean, is very bad. That's why she didn't touch him, she touched the hem of his garment. But she wasn't meant to be in the crowd anyway. Do you hear what I'm saying? So that's a stoning offense. Okay? So that's why she was trembling. I mean, because you'd think, she got healed! She should be thrilled! No, she was not meant to be out there. Verse 48. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well Go in peace. Now, you know, we have heard that over and over and over again. Do you know what we read in there that's not there? Daughter, it was God's will for you to be healed. Therefore, your faith has made you whole. He didn't even know she was there. She, in a a sense, and can I say this in the nicest way possible? She stole power from him. Because he's suddenly like, whoa, somebody picked my pocket. <laughs> you know? <laughs> somebody messed with me. Who, who was it? <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, it wasn't money, it was power. Okay, somebody just drew power out of him through his garment for of all things. Don't tell me there's no power in handkerchiefs and, you know, stuff that you wear. Amen. Is that a new revelation for you? That's why they would take handkerchiefs from Paul off of him and lay them on sick people and they would recover. You know, that tells us that natural things can hold spiritual substance. Which is why you can have oil to anoint people with. Amen. That thing will hold it. Amen. Okay, anyway. Let's move on. Luke chapter 17. Let's go there next. I'm just, you can stay in Luke. It's not a problem. Verses 12 through 19. It says that, Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. Now, the reason you do that is because only a priest can declare you clean. Unless the priest says you're clean, nobody will have anything to do with you. Are you with me? That, that is your badge of the priest has declared me clean. I'm good. Because they'll go, aren't you uh, the leper guy that we, you know? Go, no, 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 I've been cleared. Look at my passport, you know, okay? Priest has stamped it. Clean, okay? All right. So, he says, and so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. 
Notice they were cleansed as they went. Now, let's keep going. That's not my point. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, one of them returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God? Watch this. Except this foreigner. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let's go to Luke chapter 18. We'll take one more account, again because of time. Luke chapter 18, let's begin reading in verse 35. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. They said, shut up. Okay? And he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. He said, oh, you shut up. I'm screaming. This is my ticket out of here. <laughs> okay? Don't let people get in the way of your healing. That's dumb, brother. That's radical. That's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sick. You're not. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> Verse 40. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want from... <laughs> Don't you love Jesus? There's a blind guy, okay? I, 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 just give me a tick here. The guy can't see, okay? People are bringing him. He's like, okay, okay, alright? Where are we going? Brings him to Jesus. Look at Jesus' question. Uh, what do you want me to do for you? I would have said, Jesus, which one of us is blind? <laughs> you know? Like, duh, no, okay? Listen, it's important that we express our will. God can't transgress our will. Do you hear me? This is so important. We, we keep missing this. And he says here, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. And watch, he says, watch now, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Now, let me make some points. Are we ready? Okay, you've got three stories now. I could have given you more. What's startling about all these incidents is that not once did it say that God nor His will had anything to do with it. Stop now, think about it. Not one time in all of these incidents did we see anything that reflected God's will should they or shouldn't they be healed. I told you, this is my point. This is, this is where I'm coming from. What did Jesus say? It was the will of the individual that was involved and the healing they received was a direct result of their own faith. Did you get that? It was their faith. That obtained their healing. Now there were times when it was Jesus' faith. But the point I want to make here isn't about you need to receive your healing by faith and you're the only one that can do it and I'm, that's not where I'm coming from. The point I'm making is this. The reason that they could receive healing without any mention of God's will was because sickness was never God's will. 
So you don't have to ask permission from God to do something that was in His will. Healing is His will. Sickness is not. Did you get that? So there's no question about sin or anything else. And and you know, we really need to get this because this is what stopped me from expecting 100% results for laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. I got so wrapped up in, is it God's will or is it not? Because all the commentaries say, well, you know, it was in God's will. And only when it was in God's will, then there was healing. You can't just decide who's going to get healed and who's not. It's all in God's will. And you know what? They're basing that on some failures that Jesus explained, if you believe, you'll see results. These signs will follow those who believe. Which means if you don't believe and if you don't have enough faith, the sign won't follow. That doesn't mean you condemn yourself, just get more faith. If you look in your gas tank and you go, oh, there's not enough gas to get me from here to you know, somewhere 40 minutes away. You don't just not go there, you go to the gas station. I hope this is not a revelation to someone. <laughs> and you fill the tank. And then you know you got enough to get you there. You don't just try to pray and get there on films. And get halfway and go, oh, it's not God's rule for me to go there. No, dummy. The gauge said you were close to empty. You're meant to go to the gas station. This has nothing to do with God's will. This is all about you. And what you neglected to do. Oh, I hope you got that revelation. Amen? So the reason that all of this was possible... Every one of those cases was because, once again, sickness was never God's will. And any healing, therefore, is already approved by God. We need to get that. You know, the woman, when she touched, she didn't check it was God's will. She just drew the power out. All those that Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. It didn't say God gave you the faith to be made whole. Jesus was very accurate in what he said. So don't put words in his mouth. Amen? He said, your faith made you whole. Which means that God always wants healing. That's the revelation. If he always wants healing, then anyone can receive healing at any time. Whether the person doesn't believe or not, who is laying hands on you, you can receive because you believed. Remember Jesus had nothing to do with that woman. (laughs) she just took it and God didn't stop it amen if it all had to do with God's will and all that wouldn't have happened come on now remember Jesus Christ was God on this earth amen okay now this is a powerful revelation to have and it will result in healing every single time that's what we're aiming for Amen? Enough of, you know, 50 on, 50 off. Let's go to 100. Amen. Alright? So once again, we can understand why both Jesus and James made no provision for failure when it came to healing. Because it was always the will of God. And therefore, always expected to manifest. Regardless of how long it took. Amen. Doesn't matter if it takes a bit long. Just keep at it. Therefore, even though we may learn a great many lessons from our experiences with it, it still doesn't mean that God was the author of sickness. I hear this is one of the, the major proponents for being sick. 
Oh, God taught me all these lessons when I was sick. And you know, I would have learned these things had I been sick. Well, dummy, that's your stupidity. God can teach you while you're healed. But if you're too dumb and you open the door to the devil, well, then that's what's going to happen. And maybe in that he can get your attention. But you're the one that opened the door for that to come into your life. Okay, and remember we are in a fallen world. There's a lot of natural stuff that's going around. Amen. Are you all with me? So, you know, it may not be anything to do with you. Maybe you just, you know, just caught, somebody coughed on you. And you go, thanks very much. So that was nothing you did. That's what I'm saying. You know, well, however it comes, listen to me. And then we can't say, oh, that's God's will. That person coughed on you. And you got sick because out of your sickness, you learned that lesson. Wow, really? Is that how dumb we are? That we have to get sick, paralyzed before we learn anything? The Bible says, those who are led by the Spirit, not sickness and disease, but led by the Spirit, those are the sons, the daughters of God. Amen? We are to receive our lessons through the Spirit, not through experiences, because we can learn wrong lessons from experiences. Alright, I'm running out of time here. In fact, I think I've run out of time. So let me just draw this to a conclusion. So, as both the believer that's laying hands on the sick, and the believer needing healing, we must develop an intolerance for sickness. And in doing so, become strong in faith and do everything necessary to be free of the curse of sickness and disease and receive our healing from God. Amen? Now, we both need that. Okay? Like I said, you know, it's unfair if the, the preacher is, is, is just believing with all of their heart and the person that's receiving the healing is going, oh, let's see if this is going to work. That's not fair, man. And it's not fair either when the, pers- the person is coming up and just believing that as soon as they touch me, I'm going to be healed. And the preacher going, oh God, I hope something happens. I'm having an off day today. Hey, that's not fair, man, either. Okay? Now that person probably get healed because their faith will make him whole. And then don't you get a big head. You know you weren't in that much faith. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. As to how we are to prepare ourselves, you know these scriptures, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 23. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues, the forces of life. Your eyes and your ears are the gateway to your heart. Whatever you pay attention to, and I mean close attention to, will ultimately rule your life. Did you hear me? It will ultimately rule your life. Whatever you look at, whatever you're listening to all the time, will ultimately rule your life. There's no question about that. That's why the Apostle Paul said, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It will just keep coming. It it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If you listen to it, faith will come. Faith will come for you not to get healed. Faith will come for you to get healed. Faith will come for you to be broke all your life. Faith will come for you to get out of debt, miraculously. Faith will come from whatever you're listening to. Amen? The thing is, once you hear the Word of God, once you, you put these things on, and that's why we put them on the web, listen to it over and over again. Get to the place where you are convinced. 
Because when you get to that place, Jesus says in Mark 11, 23 and 24, He says, Assuredly, He says, I'm saying this as definite as I can get. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt. Amen? He says, but believe that those things which He says will be done. He says, He'll have whatever He says. Verse 24, he doesn't stop there. I'm so glad he didn't stop there. He went on to say, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask or desire, when you pray, believe. When you're praying, you're saying, believe that you receive them. And you will have them. See, we need to get to that place. You believe, you have them. Jesus never put all these conditions and said, No, you might and you might not, and maybe and maybe not. You can't do that, family. You need to get to the place where there is no provision for failure. Jesus said, you do this, you'll have that. End of story. Throw a ball up, it will come down. (laughs) Do you understand? It needs to be that certain in your heart and in your mind. So once again, we see there is absolutely no provision for failure. It is one of the most powerful scriptures in all the word of God. And it will work every single time. As long as we believe. So let me leave you with this final scripture. Having said all of that, take to heart, without conditions, what Jesus said here. And again, regarding what we're talking about, okay? Mark 9.23, if you can believe. There's the deal. Can you believe? That's, that's you know, so many people say, oh, that's so... No, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's telling me you don't believe. All the people that say it can't be done, they don't believe. Isn't that simple? But he said, if you can believe... Not try to believe. But if you can believe, he said, all things are possible to him that believes. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed.